Hello everybody, welcome to episode 6 of Disproportionate. That's right, episode 6 of Disproportionate Podcast. Uh, episode 5 was not last week, but the week before. If you're wondering where was last week's episode, Mike, well let me tell you. What happened there was that last week I had to go in for a bit of oral surgery uh, in which the largest molar in my mouth was yanked out. <laughs> Uh, and such pressure was needed to be applied by the poor dentist to get out because of its apparently monstrous roots that not only did it make my dentist's top five extractions, bearing in mind this guy is probably in his 50s, so he's, you know, he's taken a few teeth out of the mouth over his, uh, over his career, but also, also it left the largest crater known to man <laughs> in my mouth once that molar came out, so he had terrible joy. I still had toothache from a tooth that was no, no longer there. A massive wound that wouldn't stop bleeding. I know this is a bit much, isn't it? You don't want all this detail. But I felt like I needed to explain after flipping, giving myself a round of applause for episode five, saying that most podcasts apparently that are started afresh don't make it that far due to lack of effort or lack of interest or whatever else. I thought we'd made it to episode five, gave myself a round of applause, and then the very next episode I wasn't here. But I had a good reason. There was a meteor-sized hole in my mouth, and it was very painful. If I'm being honest with you guys, it's still painful. I've been back twice in the last week afterwards because things kept going wrong with it, and two massive broken shards of tooth just poking through my gum, making everything incredibly painful. Now, as a result, guys, for the last whoa, two, three weeks comfortably, but for, if we're being honest, for a lot longer than that, uh, I've been hopped up on the strongest over-the-counter medication one can buy. I don't mean on the shelves, I'm talking about one they keep behind the counter because they can't risk people just picking it up and buying it willy-nilly. They have to give you uh, advice along with it to cover their own backs. I'm talking about Solpidine Max or Solpidine Extra Max, the strongest over-the-counter soluble painkiller. Been on that for about three weeks, which has left me a little bit in a wibbly-wobbly world of my own. So. Uh, this week's podcast might be a bit weird, but you know, hope you bear with me. I'm here at least, Anna. I am here. Right, that's the intro done. Should we get started? I think we probably should. Okay, the first thing I want to talk about this week, the first thing that's been an absolute menace, as you might imagine, over the last 14 days, is the thing that we talked about in the intro. That is dentistry. The way dentists works in the UK needs a serious rejig and a serious rethink. I know a lot of them are in the private sector, and that's how we end up with this situation. The government just hooks them up a little bit. But you think about this you know, your mouth, we're always told, is one of the most important parts of your body in terms of, you know, if you have a problem with your teeth, a problem with your mouth, that is going to lead to you being fairly ill, and we know certainly in a lot of pain if you have a problem with your teeth. Listen, you think about the ambulance service, think about the hospital, think about the doctors, think about police, think about the fire brigade, okay? They are all on like a how urgent is your need basis, okay? If I'm ringing up a doctor and saying I've broken my arm, or if I'm going into A&E saying I've bust my leg, the response I get back will not be, well listen, 
Unfortunately, Barry's checked in for a routine MOT, so you sit there for the next flipping three weeks with your broken leg, yeah? Because the next available appointment we've got is a, a month and a half away. Listen, if I've got the broken tooth, I'd take precedence, yeah? It's crazy. It's crazy. Imagine ringing up an ambulance and saying, listen, unfortunately, uh, my partner's having a heart attack here, and they're like, well, I hear you. But sadly, we've just picked up Sandra as an ingrowing flipping toenail or whatever. And she was booked in, she had the appointment, there are no more appointments available. How about you look down the list, you mother crusher, and you have a look at where the urgent need is. If half of my mouth is broken off, yeah, maybe, maybe you want to reschedule Sandra, who's got flipping really painful hair follicles just in her eyebrow. Hi, is that the fire service? Yeah, my house is on fire. Could you get here, like, ASAP? Literally, it's taken half the house down already. Me dog's inside. Ah, uh, hear you, mate, but we're uh, we're checking Gary's fire alarms. Cause, you know, we don't want a fire to go off in his house. There is a fire in my house right now. Maybe cancel Gary. I feel like, just as a rule of thumb, treat the person in pain or in the most urgent need first. And if someone's booked in for an MOT without any pain, that can probably be rebooked, yeah? The second thing I want to talk about with dentistry is, I, I don't know if there's any, like, I was grateful for it with the amount of pain would have been received had my mouth not been numbed. However, is there a worse feeling in the world than that numbed mouth that feels like it could, I don't know. When your mouth feels like it outflanks your shoulder, that's an awful lot of numbing agent. It was all required, no doubt. But the look that people give you when you're walking down the street and you're literally drooling. I was drooling, I couldn't help it. I could feel that there was a string of saliva dangling from my mouth at one point. And I was like, oh crap, I better get that. Wiped it away. I need to tell you though, guys, that was in the middle of the shop. That was in the middle of a one-stop. Was picking something up on the way home from my appointment, a bit dazed because I was on heavy painkillers and then my mouth was numbed. Uh, and, you know, not only was my mouth all over the shop, you know what I did? I'd, I've never done this before, I don't think. I walked into the shop, paid for it, and then the woman said, you need to put your mask on. And I just hadn't noticed. I was like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Is there anything worse than trying to explain to someone who's pretty annoyed with you about something you haven't done that you always normally do, and then you have to try and explain to them, knowing that they see dirtbags every day who don't do it. That you do, honestly, promise, I'm not one of the Doyles, I'm a good guy, I usually wear my mask in a public place. They don't care. They've seen you without your mask on in a public place, paying for something like every Chavi Darren, every flipping Chavi Dean, every Nike tracksuited topless Doyle that walks in there without a mask. They've put you in that same category. And now knowing that you're a good guy, you have to try and break yourself out of it and try and convince Sharon serving behind the counter, you wouldn't normally care about convincing of anything that you are not the kind of dirtbag who walks into a convenience store, as the Americans would call it, without a mask on. 
To be fair, she could see I was drooling. So don't get annoyed at me. She doesn't know I've just had a dentist appointment. What if I'm, you know, just not mentally capable and that's why I'm drooling? Can't be giving me grief, can you? You can't be. Get it together, Sharon. The next thing we need to talk about, guys, is the supermarket. You know, I've been, I've been, uh, I've made a few trips over the last couple of weeks to the supermarket, and now things are starting to open up again a little bit. You know, the numbers in the supermarket are going back up. They're almost back to normal levels, I'd say. Uh, and I'm not just talking on Friday or Saturdays. I'm talking about, you know, Wednesday afternoon. You'll go and there'll be a supermarket full of people again. And this has re-brought up things that used to really irritate me. Things like, listen, right? I've just entered with my trolley. If you have entered a, a split second behind me with the trolley, you need to make a decision and you need to make it quickly, okay? Either you are dashing up, up ahead of me, you are cutting in front, or you are falling back and giving me a moment to peruse the aisles at the speed that I'm already perusing them at. What you may not do, ladies and gents, what you may not do is pull alongside me like we've got a two-lane traffic. Lane? Two lanes of traffic is what I'm saying, okay? And then just keep the same speed as me. As if we're on some kind of flipping dual carriageway kind of thing. That is not the deal. This doesn't just apply to shopping either. If we're out walking, okay? If we're out jogging, whatever the situation is, two human beings who don't know each other and aren't together should not be walking to a breast, okay? This is the case in the supermarket. If we start out at the same point, or at some point you've joined me, and you realize that we are walking in a, in a, in a twin, okay? We're walking as a couple and we are not a couple, you need to break off. Go ahead or go behind or I will. Otherwise the situation you're ending up with is, oh, now we're in the cheese section. You need the mature cheddar. I need the mature cheddar. Well, one of us is blocking the other with their trolley. So who's going first? Oh, look, here we are in the frozen goods aisle. Oh, you're looking at burgers and sausages. I quite like to look at burgers and sausages as well. Who's gonna go first? Break off. Go in front of me or go behind me, okay? And you can rest assured that if you're first in, I'll make sure that I do not come abreast you, okay? Does that make sense? Does that sound fair? Let's think about where we're going in the supermarket, okay? This is not a Formula One race, okay? We are not a motorbike and sidecar. We do not need to be next to each other. We don't know each other. We're gonna inconvenience each other all the way around the shop. I was thinking about, you know, this also bothers me, like I said, when we're out walking, sometimes me and the wife, uh, we'll be out on a walk, you know, we'll be, we'll be pushing out, getting the push we'll be carrying or whatever, and we'll be having a family conversation, you know. It might not be about anything in depth, but it's just, you know, it's one of those nice little family moments, and you get people that walk up behind you, but I'm not talking about a town centre where you can, or a city centre where you can expect hundreds of people to be around and there's no void in it. I'm talking about a walk in a lovely country park and there's someone, maybe they've speeded up or maybe you're walking quite slowly and they end up right behind you. And you no longer feel comfortable just carrying on your conversation as if you're in your own family's little world because there's two people walking literally. Oh, 
less than an arm's breadth behind you. Again, either speed up and go past or slow down. Give us some space. Let us continue to be in our little family walk, your mother crushes, okay? Listen, Darren. Listen, Sheila. We do need we don't need you that close. We don't need you that close. Listen, I've had this situation before where I've gone to use a cash machine. It's another place where people get way, way, way too close. I remember it was a Halloween a couple of years ago. I was nipping into Poundland. Oh yeah, I was. To uh, go get some decorations. You know, we had a toddler at this point. Still do, but you know, she was a bit younger. Uh, we wanted to make the house look a bit different for uh, Halloween. Anyway, I'm stood at the cash machine and uh, a guy comes up behind me and he's so close. I'm sure he's doing something dodgy, like trying to see my pin or whatever. Anyway, I look behind me a couple of times to give him a warning, him and, you know, one of his mates or whatever, to back off. They don't look like dangerous types. They don't look like they're trying to rip me off. They're just not paying attention or they don't realise that they are way too close. In the end, because I looked back twice with a threatening look on my face and they hadn't paid attention or hadn't realised what the problem was, I was forced to let rip on his leg. He was so close, guys, that my bottom made contact with his, you know, some part of him anyway. And I let rip. And the look of disgust on his face, like, this guy just farted on me. Yes, I have. Back off. I've given you enough warning. Next minor gripe, guys, that I want to talk about is this. The Euros have started. The Euros. European Championships. Absolutely over the moon, being so excited for it. I was devastated when they couldn't go. I mean, devastated might be a bit strong, but I was very disappointed when they couldn't go ahead last year, but obviously it was very obvious why they couldn't. Uh, so they've started up this year instead, which I'm over the moon about, being very excited. I've watched an almost criminal amount of football in the last week, as I haven't been able to do much else but hold my jaw with an agonised and pained look on my face. Uh, so I've watched a lot of football, uh, and you know what I found really disappointing? Listen, I know because it's been done at not short notice, but you know what I mean, it's been reorganised for, for the next year. Uh, the lack of effort that has gone in from all the supermarkets, normally when it's around World Cup time, they have all the flags of the different nations, at least they have England flags everywhere, you know, they have the little pullouts in the newspapers of all of the, uh, you know, the charts so you can write in the teams, all the group stages, who makes it to the semi-final, who makes it to the final. And my daughter is apparently quite into watching football with that, which I'm loving, obviously. Uh, not only does it make my wife unable to be like, okay, no football now. It's not just about me. I could be like, but she likes it! <laughs> and uh, who can argue against that? You know, two out, two out vote one, but also how dare you try and stop our beautiful little girl from watching the football that she sure clearly loves watching with her dad. But, uh, yeah, just no, nowhere's making the effort. Where are the international flags? I, you know what? I, I don't live in like a, you know, a proper bottom feeder estate, but I don't live in a really affluent estate either, by any means. Where are all the England flags being draped out of the windows? Where are they? Are we just waiting till later in the championship, seeing how we do? I don't understand. My memory of every single European Championships, every single World Cup, is that it doesn't matter which street you work, walk down, but especially 
in working class areas, there will be England flags being draped out of pretty much every window. By the way, how funny is it that it's the old, like there's literally two weeks max, because we generally don't make it beyond the uh, semi-final stage. The, the two weeks every two years that you are allowed to display the flag of your nation if you're English without people just assuming that you're extremely right-wing and a bit racist. <laughs> That's mental, but yeah, what is going on? Supermarkets, newspapers, the European Championships are on. Make an effort. Get the foot. I, I wanted to make a big deal of it. I wanted to, you know, every other day or at least once a week would take a look at one of the nations that is playing, taking part in the European Championships and make a dish from there. Would I'd get my little girl to try it, we'd all eat it, it'd be good crack. We'd put the flags up, make a whole thing of it, but I'm not getting the opportunity because none of the supermarkets are pulling their weight. Pull your flipping weight. Listen, WM Morrisons. Listen, uh, by the way, I was about to say Tesco, are you aware that Tesco comes from the fact that a guy was called Terry? So it's like, Tez and Co. That's mental. I only realised that the other day, and uh, I've never looked at the, the title Tesco the same again. Every time I see the sign, I don't see like a, a supermarket's name anymore. I just see like Terry and all his mates. Tesco. By the way, I won't talk about this too much because, uh, you know, between dentistry and football, and I'm probably alienating a large amount of the audience so far in episode six of Disproportionate. But uh, have you seen that Germany have still got the same manager? They have had the same manager for literally about, what, 15 years, something like that. Uh, don't get me wrong, they've been successful in that time. But it's difficult to keep a manager, if you remember about four years ago, once you've seen him dunk his hand down the back and the front of his trousers and then sniff his fingers on camera. That guy's still in a job. Good grief. People have lost their jobs, especially this era that likes to talk about things and how appropriate they are or are not. A guy that we have seen is a national team manager and we've seen him <laughs> had his hand down the front and the back of his trousers, which is just awful to see anyway in the street, whatever. But on camera broadcast to the entire world during the World Cup, but then we saw him sniff it. If that isn't a fetish, I don't know what is. Okay guys, as we do every week, we opened up our uh, small gripes caught to the general public, a lot of you have got in contact, uh, to tell us the small things that have been annoying you guys disproportionately over the last week or in your lives in general. Shall we take a look? In small gripes caught this week we have Paul who says, just made myself comfortable, set up the Netflix series that we wanted to watch after an hour of looking, sat down and the wife had to pee. Oh there we go, that's annoying. Uh, he also adds the extra extra detail, which makes it doubly annoying that they just got the, the food to the right temperature, all heated up, perfect, ready to eat, all queued up. And then someone disturbs, disturbs the start of the eating and the start of the watching. That is very irritating. Chelsea says, I was due on a very important business meeting. Uh, had taken weeks to get in touch with the client. About to start the conference call, my computer decided that was the moment to start an update. Or isn't it always thus? That is definitely a gripe. I'm not even sure that's a small gripe. I had a similar concern over the last week when I was due on to one of my uh, 
What about, I can't say it was a business meeting, it wasn't a business meeting, I'm taking on board some uh, extra learning at the moment, let's say, an online course. I'd been on the computer all day, no problems, but I had almost that identical problem. Literally about five minutes before my course was due to start, all of a sudden my computer, without letting me know, and uh, put it on pause, decided to run an update. Terrible. Sarah goes with one that uh, has bothered me a million and one times, but she's gone with a specific amount of time. She says, when you've been charging your phone for an hour and then realised that it isn't plugged in. That is really annoying. Let me tell you guys, the amount of time I've plugged my phone in overnight and switched it off to make sure I've got enough energy to go out first thing in the morning with a 100% battery and then discovered when I wake up the next morning, literally like flipping, well, by my sleep schedule, maybe five hours later, six hours later, that, um, yeah, it was plugged in, but it wasn't switched on at the wall. You absolute bandit. Lily comes at us with, when you've just done all of the dishes, and then someone plonks a glass and a plate next to you as you empty out the water. That is particularly annoying. Pete says, just got back off a 5k run, the entire time my right sock was sliding down into my shoe. Must have picked it up. 13, 14 times. That honestly, I've had this exact flipping problem. I couldn't count how many times. Possibly, Pete, me and you both need to go out and sell some new socks or possibly some running socks. Or consider, consider running sockless. That is particularly annoying because you don't like to break your pace. But it's so annoying, you can just feel the socks sliding down and sliding down. Uh, yeah, horrible, horrible. Either we need to discover new socks, ones that have a, hmm, a better elasticity, let's say, a tighter elasticity, or we need to consider running sockless, I'd suggest, mate. <laughs> oh, check this one out. Chloe has got in touch and she said, when you've just paid £3.50 for a small drink in a bar, there's clearly some left, a good quarter of it, and the waiter has taken it away. That is... Very, very annoying indeed. I've had this situation so often, it's ridiculous. I'm sure all of you have. But I remember once where uh, <laughs> I'd got a... Uh, bear in mind, it's already a bit of an insult in a bar or in a pub. They know, it, It's the classic. They know full well that they don't have Coke. You've asked for Coke. They've given you Pepsi. Maybe they've mixed it with another drink. Maybe they haven't, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and then not only have you had the substitute drink that you're not so keen on, but then you leave the, to go to the bathroom or just leave your table for a split second and literally about half of your drink is being tidied away. Absolutely astonishing. Where else would you put up with that service? Not only are we not going to give you what you specifically asked for, we're not going to tell you that we're going to substitute it, but it'll be obvious when you taste it, and then we will take it away as soon as your back's turned, whether it's finished or not, you mother crushes. I'm going to add in one of my own here, guys. I've experienced it for a couple of weeks ago. I haven't been able to engage in this particular thing I'm about to talk about for the last couple of weeks because of my flipping mouth. But uh, pistachio nuts, massive fan of the pistachio, huge fan of the pistachio. And I think one of the things that has contributed to my tooth being as wonky as it has, to the fact that it broke, is the fact that I keep getting these pistachio nuts that are like fully closed. You cannot open them. The shell is sealed. It is sealed. You ain't breaking into it. 
and then trying to do it, you'll try biting it, you'll try getting in there. You always get the ones that are fully open or half open, you eat them first. The ones that are left in the bag are always the ones that are fully closed. And the amount of effort that goes into trying to open those bad boys up so you can finish the bag, because I'm a bit OCD and I can't deal with the fact that there's three nuts left in the bag uneaten but the rest are gone, has probably caused my teeth to go. So yeah, fully closed up pistachio nuts. Oh my gosh, they irritate me. Abby comes at us with when someone tells you that they have a secret and then refuses to tell it to you. Like, you clearly want to tell me, just say it. I am in full agreement. It's like, uh, like well, we, are, we are not in some weird spy drama. And similarly, we are not teenage girls. Listen, if there's something you want to tell me, tell me it. If you don't want to tell me, don't tell me. But also don't mention that there's something on your mind that you would like to tell me. Paula here coming through with an absolute classic. This has happened to me a couple of times and I, d I tell you, it's not just irritating, it freaks me out a little bit. When you're in a public toilet in a shopping center and the lights go out automatically when there's no movement, <laughs> that is awful. Have you ever had that situation? You sat there, you know, you've done a number one, possibly it's taking longer than you expected to get that number two out that needs to uh, needs to move. Sorry, guys, I know it's a bit graphic, but uh, and there's some kind of uh, sensor, some kind of motion sensor in the bathroom that if no one's moved in that length of time, the lights just go out, and all of a sudden it's pitch black, and you sat in a public convenience. There's no one else in there. Uh, and for a moment, you're worried, like, oh my gosh, I hope if I wave my arm, these lights will come back on. Otherwise, I've got to try and finish up my business and find my way out of an unfamiliar building with flipping sinks, urinals, if you're a bloke, obviously, and then cubicles. I don't know my way around this place. How am I going to get out? Luckily, generally, they've come back on. And the final one for this week, uh, well, it just tickled me for a bit. I had to stop for a while because I, I, I relate to this so much. It is absolutely ridiculous. My old mate Steve says... When you cook too little pasta and then get a little bit anxious about it next time round and cook way too much pasta. <laughs> what is the correct amount for pasta? I feel like there needs to be, if they probably exist, I bet Lakeland have made one. They're the kings of like unneeded largely gadgets for the kitchen. They just take up space and you use very, very seldom. There must be something that shows you the correct amount of pasta for one person when you're about to cook it. Same for rice. And I don't mean the kind of serving suggestions that they have on things where it says, this tiny spaghetti bolognese serves four. When it's quite clearly your portion for one person, even if you're not being a knacker. I mean, there needs to be something that shows you, this is the right amount of pasta for one person. So if you put four amounts of that, if that's the right for, amount for four people, no one's going hungry on the pasta, but at the same time, you don't have to take up the entirety of your green wheelie bin with two days worth of pasta that you've accidentally over-catered for and made like flipping a universe's worth of pasta. A universe worth? That's not a, that's not really a time, is it? Uh, let's say a year's worth of pasta. Yeah, that's better, that's better. All right, that concludes our small gripes court for this week, guys. If you want to get in touch, let us know any small gripes you've been having or experiencing over the last seven days. You know how to get in touch. Or if you don't, well, I'm about to tell you, aren't I? Across social media, you can find us Disproportionate Podcast 
on uh, Instagram, Disproportionate Pod, on Twitter. I might set up a Facebook page, as some of my listeners, I'm aware, <laughs> looking at the... Uh, please don't get offended by this. Some of my listeners are uh, in the slightly older demographic that tend to use tend to use Facebook a bit more than the younger kids. And that's fine, so maybe we need a Facebook page as well. But uh, yeah, absolutely get in touch with me that way. Or, alternatively, if you are listening right now via the wonders of Spotify, you can send me a voice message, which we'll use in the voicemail format. Yeah, if you're on the Spotify page listening to an episode, look at the episode you're listening to right now. And then once you finish listening, just press record there. It says leave a message. Do that. I'd love it. Guys, uh, I feel like I want to talk about restaurant menus. There's something I realised, uh, well, for a while now, but I thought about it more carefully over the last week, and that is how much we pretend that all of the menu is aimed at all of the people, when in reality, there are very specific demographics that certain parts of the menu are aimed at. And I realised this when I thought of this one thing. Now, this might be a bit controversial to some of you. I don't know. It shouldn't be. It's just me talking about my opinion. But the fish menu is not for men. It's not for men. It's not. And if you think, ooh, that's a bit sexist, that's a bit weird, answer me this. When was the last time you were out, if you're a bloke, with the rest of the lads, you all went out for a re- you know restaurant trip at the start of a night out, and one of you ordered fish. Now, I'm not talking about fish and chips, okay? Yeah, of course, fellas orders fish and chips. When they're going out sometimes, they fancy the fish and chips. When was the last time you saw a guy, either in a mixed group or out with the dudes, order the salmon, the flipping rainbow trout, anything like that? It won't have happened, because it doesn't happen. The fish menu is not for men. Men aren't interested in it. There's two things that men would traditionally, or would kind of, within the rules of mandem, be allowed to order from the fish menu, and that is number one, as a starter, tiger prawns in sweet chilli sauce. Number two, fish and chips as a main course. And it's really not a sexist or a a gendered thing per se. You just know, if if you're a a gent listening at the moment, you know in your heart of heart, if you were out with the rest of the guys, start of the night, you've gone to a restaurant, and maybe someone you don't know quite so well around the table, or even more so, someone that you know really well, suddenly orders the salmon, it's going to feel a bit off. There's no reason for it. It shouldn't. Of course, everything on the menu is open to everyone. There's no reason they can't get it. But it just would feel a bit odd if someone that you know really well, or someone in your party, if it's all men, suddenly ordered, like, the rainbow trout. That would feel weird. And if you think that's weird, consider this. When was the last time you were out with a mixed group? Or if you're a woman, if you were just out with the girls, and one of the females in the party ordered the steak? That, I would say, probably also hasn't happened. Or happens very, very, very rarely. It's just weird. We pretend it's all aimed at all of us, but it's not. The fish section isn't aimed at men. Uh, and, And there's a reason for that. It's because men don't order the fish course.
Right, time for a very brief call to action. Whichever streaming platform you are currently listening on, if I could encourage you to uh, like the podcast if you are liking it, and also to subscribe. Uh, and feel free, guys, to leave us a rating. Three stars, five stars, whatever the top rating is on the particular platform you're listening on. Uh, also remember, share us with your friends. We're wanting to grow this bad boy. Cheers. Listen, right, <laughs> unfortunately, our little girl has had a really, really rough cough for the last few days. It's been, uh, it's been a bit stressful, it hasn't been so nice for her, uh, and she struggled to sleep, and as a consequence of that, to make sure she sleeps, she spent a couple of nights in our bed. Now, I cannot sleep in that environment where I can't move or I can't do anything else like that, so I thought I'll leave the bed to, to my wife, to, the, to our little girl, and then she can, you know, she can get cuddled, she can just sleep through the night if she wakes up and is upset. And mum can resettle her in our bed. I'll sleep downstairs on the couch, and that way all of us will get at least some sleep. Now, uh, I did get some sleep, but two things happened as a consequence. Firstly, as a man whose age now starts with the four, no I'm not four, and no I'm not in my 400s before someone makes that rather weak quip. Yeah. I'm in my 40s, guys. Uh, let me tell you, you might think that your neck, your shoulders, your back are still fine, thumbs up, to keep on your couch at the age of 40-something. Let me tell you, you are not. You are not prepared for the rigours, for the torments that your neck, that your back, for the headaches that are incoming, for the strain put on your neck, for just two nights sleeping on the couch. Dear me. I mean, there was a point at which yesterday, not only was my mouth kicking off, but my neck and shoulders were in so much gripe, I didn't know what to do with myself. I was already fully dosed up on painkillers, and I thought, have I broken my neck here? No, you haven't, Mike. What you have done is you've slept on an Ikea couch as a man in his flipping 40s with a neck just slightly out of position and with not the absolute perfect amount of cushionage, and as a result... You now feel like you've, I don't know, fallen from a 10-foot building. Absolutely shocking stuff. The second thing that happened as a result of me sleeping on the couch, guys, is that I was so knackered and so out of it on painkillers that I just sat and watched hours and hours and hours worth of crazy TV. I wasn't tired, or rather I was, but because my face hurt and because I was out of it, I honestly couldn't tell you what I watched. Some of it was dubbed really badly. Some of it was clearly Indian TV that had been dubbed for us. Uh, some of it was like kids' TV shows that appeared to be educational ones from the 80s. There was one called Eat Your Words. Let me tell you guys, if you're ever off your nut on painkillers or if you're someone who uses the uh, more illegal substances, Kids TV, or specifically like school-based educational kids TV from the 80s was absolutely nuts. My brain almost couldn't take it. There's one called Eat Your Words. Now I'm not sure if you're aware of Eat Your Words, but uh, tell you what, if you're on the class A's and you're feeling a bit paranoid, you don't want to be watching that, I'll tell you that much. I don't know if you remember Nosy Bonk, but it was akin to Nosy Bonk. It was just really, really, really 
bizarre and a little bit unnerving. I don't know who was made. It's no surprise to me that the people who were making these kids' TV shows in the 70s and the 80s have all subsequently ended up in jail in the 2010s. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at my own jokes, really, should I? No. It's not even a joke, it's just like a... I've noticed it. It's true. Surprise, surprise. People with really out their mind, bizarre individuals who seem a bit weird usually turn out to have been a bit weird and doing things outside of the norm. And now guys, as as always, the final part of our running order is flipping get in, which is the little section, the little rave sunlight in amongst those clouds of complaints. It's a little section where I get you guys to tell me the small victories that you've had over the last seven days, or just, you know, in life in general. Uh, and let's have a look at what's been sent in. So, Paul says, car passing MOT, first time, flipping, get in. Caroline, just taking my first flight in a year and a half, got upgraded to first class, never happened before, get in, indeed, flipping, get in, Caroline. Craig says, waking up, Checking your alarm, shooting up out of bed, realising it's Saturday, closing your eyes, laying back down. Absolutely get in for that one, Craig. Listen, there aren't many better feelings than when you've shot up out of bed, left your regular alarm on, thinking that it's a Tuesday, you're going to have to get a move on. No, 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 it's Saturday. We can chill. This one is bizarre to me. It's literally never happened to me, I don't think. Uh, this one just comes in, there isn't a name attached to it, but it says putting in a USB the right way around first time. I don't think I've ever done that. Normally, I put it in the wrong way two or three times, including, you know, one of those three times will be the right way. I just, I, I don't know, I just haven't quite got the knack of it. Michaela says, oh, catching yourself just before you reply all on the email you only wanted to send to one person, get in. That is absolutely a flipping get in. Uh, and finally for this week, I guess, yeah, there we go. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll save some for next week. But Lee is centred in buttered toast, landing butter side up. That is perfect. I mean, personally speaking, I wouldn't be eating it once it's been on the floor anyway. But absolutely, I get that if you're prepared to uh, follow the 10-second rule, then absolutely you want it to be landing butter side up. Okay, and that concludes, guys, episode 6 of the Disproportionate Podcast. Uh, yeah, if you want to get in touch, don't forget you can do that via... If Well, right now, there's a, there's a whole bunch of ways to do it. Let me start that again. But you can do it via the uh, Spotify play if you're listening right now on spotify you will see on this episode a little button that says record a message you can do that send it in as a voicemail of your own specific gripe uh, and we'll play that over the next few weeks um yeah don't forget to like subscribe and i'll see you guys back here next wednesday okay all right see you